0: Welcome to Mindfully Nourished. The podcast explores how to nourish and heal our minds, bodies, and souls with a mindful and holistic approach towards overall wellness. Each week, we discover what it takes to live a mindful life full of joy, health, and abundance through holistic practices, mindfulness tools, traditional healing modalities, understanding the universal laws, and no BS nutrition guidance. I'm your host, Nicole Ferre, mindful life and nutrition coach here to support and guide you on your journey to a mindfully nourished life. Hello and welcome to episode number three of Mindfully Nourished. Today we're going to talk about what emotional eating actually looks like in day-to-day life and then what does it mean if you notice that you are engaging in emotional eating And then at the end of this podcast, I have an invitation that I'm really excited about that I want to extend to you. So stay till the end so you uh, can hear what that invitation is. All right, so emotional eating, what does it really look like? We hear that term emotional eating and sometimes it's synonymous with binge eating. It can be emotional eating doesn't always look like binge eating, But binge eating can look like emotional eating, right? If that makes sense. So emotional eating is purely and simply using food as a coping mechanism to deal with a feeling that we're either uncomfortable with or we're not quite sure how to deal with it. And first things first, I just want to make it very clear that emotional eating isn't necessarily like a bad thing. It can be, right, if you feel like it's out of control or if it's creating circumstances in your life that you don't like, then yes, it can be a problem. But I just want to make it very clear that emotional eating is not always bad. It is, I would say, basic human instinct to try to use food as a comfort. I mean, think about as a child or as a as a baby even, we were given food to comfort, right? And it's just natural breastfeeding a child and they're receiving that comfort there, but they're also receiving food. And so it is ingrained in us really, really young that food is comforting and that's okay. It's okay to use food as comfort sometimes. If you are completely aware of like that's what you're doing, and that you you can say, okay, I, I'm eating to comfort myself right now. If you can be aware of that, that's huge. And so today I want to help you identify what emotional eating looks like so that you can be aware that you are emotional eating. Because it becomes a problem when we can't recognize it and we're not aware of it. Right? Awareness is key. Awareness is everything because once you're aware, you have the power to make a choice. Do I want to continue engaging in this emotional eating, or do I want to do something else to comfort whatever that feeling is that you're experiencing? So anyways, let's back it up. What does emotional eating look like? Emotional eating can show up in a lot of different ways, and it's not always just like Eating a pint of ice cream after your boyfriend breaks up with you because you're sad. It can also look like you're bored, so you're eating to pass the time. It could look like eating because you feel lonely. It could look like angry eating or um, stress eating, helping to ease those feelings of stress. It could also be comforting you after experiencing a loss in your life, right? Like if you're grieving the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job or the loss of a marriage or even the loss of a friendship or some kind of relationship in your life food can be a comfort right to help with that that loss emotional eating can also look like celebrating it is very common in a lot of cultures that when we celebrate a holiday or some kind of occasion that there's food, there's a feast that is a common theme through all of humanity is we feast to celebrate. And I mean, if you want to get technical, like those are happy feelings, joyous feelings that we're sharing with others and we're sharing a meal and we're eating within that emotion. Like technically that is emotional eating. And that's why I say emotional eating isn't always inherently bad. You could also be using food to fulfill an unmet need or an emptiness that you feel. You could be using it to ease feelings of shame or guilt. And, right, it's like kind of like a vicious cycle. If you're a binge eater, you binge most likely because you are (laughs) trying to fulfill an unmet need or you're trying to deal with an uncomfortable emotion. And then you feel shameful and guilty about the eating. And then you just continue this cycle of binging and then feeling guilty and eating because you feel guilty and then you continue binging and it becomes a vicious cycle. And that is definitely, you know, a problem that affects your wellness. You could also be eating to numb feelings that you don't want to feel. Sometimes we stuff it down. You know, if you have an emotion that you don't want to feel like, like if you're like, I feel like such a failure, but I don't want to feel that feeling because it can be a really uncomfortable feeling for a lot of us, me included. So sometimes you'll eat to stuff down those feelings. So numb yourself so you you don't have to feel it. So for me, emotional eating has showed up in a lot of different ways over my life. And when I was younger, I ate out of boredom, and because I was lonely, I was the youngest of five children, and all my siblings are much older than I am. And by the time I was, I believe, by the time I was nine, everyone was out of the house. Like, my brother went off to boot camp, and my other brother went to San Francisco to live with his father, and I became very lonely, and I, now looking back on it, like, I can see that I ate because I was lonely. And because I was bored, I used it to pass the time. I was bored and I was lonely. There was no one to hang out with or play with. And I was kind of on my own. And that was a coping skill that I had. I knew that food made me feel good in the moment. And then as I got older and I wasn't happy with my body. And right, this could be a circumstance created by the overeating that I was indulging in because I was bored, because I was lonely. um, I was unhappy with my body and I felt overweight and I felt different than everybody else my age. And then, so I began to eat because I was depressed and I was sad. And it became a vicious cycle of, I hate my body. I hate the way it looks, but because I feel so shitty about it, I'm going to eat more food, which then just made me feel more and more shitty and made me gain more weight because I was overeating. And it was just this vicious cycle of being sad about my body, depressed about my body, and then trying to numb those feelings with more food, which was just perpetuating the existing issue I had, right? And then as I got even older, and I was finishing my college classes, I was a working mother of young baby. And I just remember staying up really late at night, because it was the only time that I had to do any homework. And I was already sleep deprived. And I was stressed. I remember being so stressed that I was in tears almost on a daily basis. And I remember my husband, my now husband, was my boyfriend back then, looking at me and be like, you can't keep doing this. When is school going to be over? But anyways, so I would stay up late. I would study. And it's common in college students when they're studying, they'll eat, especially late at night because you're tired. So your body's like, "Okay, let's try to stay awake. Let's try to get some food in you. Maybe that'll wake me up but I was eating out of stress. I would sit there at the computer stress eating. I remember it was like, I would snack on crackers and chips and just the, the hand to mouth motion for me was very comforting also because I was addicted to smoking cigarettes. For most of my life, like the hand to mouth motion was very comforting to me, whether it was food or whether I was uh, supplying that with the smoking the cigarettes and my nicotine addiction, that hand to mouth motion was very comforting for me. And that's very common for a lot of people also. And there's a Freudian belief about that. I had somebody tell me at an old job before that I, my mom didn't breastfeed me long enough. And that's why I enjoy that. I, I am comforted by that hand to mouth. And that's why I was so addicted to cigarettes. But anyway, side note, And now emotional eating, it still shows up for me. I recently lost my father-in-law, which I talked about in my first podcast, and I was definitely emotionally eating, but I was completely aware of it. And over the years, I've evolved to this point where I can be engaging in emotional eating, and I can recognize it, and I feel in control of the situation and I have the power over the situation so it's a different feeling than feeling like your emotional eating is out of control because that is not a good feeling but when you are aware that you're emotionally eating you feel a lot more in control over what's happening and my hope is that we can all get to that place be like okay I'm feeling this emotion My first instinct is to comfort it with food. Is that really what I want to do? And then you can kind of make that choice from there. So when I lost my father-in-law, I definitely indulged in sweets. That's what was comforting to me. Um, My cortisol was also probably increased, which makes us crave salty and sweet foods. And that's definitely what I was doing. But I was in a very stressed out state. Um, The whole family was in a very stressed out state. And I definitely indulged in emotional eating and my genes definitely let me know that that's what I was doing. Cause that's how, <laughs> but that's okay. Like I, I accepted it that this is the season of my life that I'm in right now. I'm grieving this loss. This is one of my coping mechanisms that I'm using right now. It is not the only coping mechanism that I'm going to use. Um, so in my book, You know, it doesn't make it this evil thing to eat our emotions, but we have to get to that place to where we can recognize them and implement other coping mechanisms also. So we experience emotional hunger probably several times throughout the day, and we also experience physical hunger, and being able to tell the difference between the two will help you identify also Are you eating for your emotions? Are you eating because you're bored? Are you eating because you're actually hungry? So emotional hunger will come on very, very suddenly, whereas physical hunger will come on very gradually, right? Like you can, there's a difference between those hunger pangs and emotional hunger feels like it needs to be satisfied, like instantly. Like you cannot wait another second. Give me that. I need to, I need to eat right now. Whereas physical hunger can wait. And like it comes on gradually and you can kind of be like, OK, like I know I'm going to eat. We'll be home in about 30 minutes and I'm going to eat. And I, I can wait. Emotional hunger isn't satisfied with a full stomach. So even if you eat in a full meal and you know you feel full, you can still feel hungry, but it's not physical hunger at that point. At that point, it's emotional hunger. Because physical hunger will stop when you're full, you will no longer have the desire to eat when your physical hunger is satisfied. But if you still have an emotional hunger that hasn't been satisfied, you can, that that's why you're still feeling hungry, quote unquote, after you've, you know, you're full from a full meal. So that's something to pay attention to. And then if you are still hungry after a meal and you believe it's because of emotional eating, but you're not quite sure why, like you can't really identify that emotion, just sit with it. Ask yourself, like, what what am I actually feeling right now? Why am I still feeling hungry? Emotional hunger craves specific comfort foods. So you know that it could be emotional hunger when you only want that specific thing. Whereas with physical hunger... Anything that you get your hands on to eat would be fine. It's like, oh, I have this feeling of hunger, but I don't, nothing sounds good to eat. That's a huge indicator that you're really not hungry and that you're actually emotionally hungry. <laughs> Emotional eating triggers feelings of guilt, powerlessness, and shame. Eating to satisfy physical hunger doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. And that's so true. Like, think about that. When you've sat down and eaten because you were truly, truly physically hungry, you don't feel bad afterwards. You feel good afterwards. You feel better. You feel like you satisfied yourself. You feel like you have more energy. Emotional eating will leave you feeling drained, shameful, guilty, feeling like you don't have any power. Why do we keep eating our emotions? What are some reasons that we could be engaging in emotional eating? Biologically and physiologically, humans are designed to feel good when they eat. When we eat, there is a dopamine release from our brain. And dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is just used to send messages between nerve cells, but it provides a feeling of like euphoria and makes us feel good. So when we eat we naturally release that good feeling. And then when we are feeling stressed, we stimulate the release of cortisol. Now cortisol causes us to crave sweet and salty foods like I mentioned earlier, making it very easy to reach for something when you're to eat, when you're stressed, even though you're not hungry. Having those two mechanisms working together are kind of working against us, right? Like we're being enticed to eat when we're not physically hungry just because of the chemical responses within our body responding to what is happening in our external world or even our internal world and our minds. What what feelings are we making ourselves feel? So our bodies respond to all that and this is another reason why it's like don't be so hard on yourself if you are having a problem with emotional eating. It's okay. Now that you are aware that it is a problem, like you can work through it. It's something that we can get through. So don't beat up on yourself if you're like, yep, 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 I'm an emotional eater because guess what? I am too. And I always have been. And I'll be very honest with you. I ate emotionally like two nights ago (laughs) because I was just feeling sad. And to be very honest and very frank, I was menstruating and I just felt sad. And there's just some things that going on in life right now and I just felt sad and my hormones were going crazy and You know, I definitely indulged in some emotional eating, but, you know, at some point I was like, this doesn't really even taste good anymore. I'm not actually hungry. Let me just do something else that'll make me feel better. So I decided to meditate instead, and I felt a lot better. Meditating was what I actually needed um, instead of the food. The food wasn't really what I needed, but I was able to recognize that, you know, after a little while. So you're probably wondering what you can do to break the cycle of emotional eating. So we use emotional eating, as I mentioned before, as a coping mechanism to deal with feelings or situations that are uncomfortable to us. And it's maybe it's a feeling or a situation you haven't dealt with yet. So we revert back to using those tried and true coping mechanisms of eating food And so when my father-in-law passed, I initially resorted to food, to comfort, because I didn't know how else to navigate the feelings that I was feeling. I was feeling a great loss and I didn't really know how to, how to cope with that. And I definitely turned to food and, you know, I don't beat myself up about it. It is what it is. And it was a, like I said, a season in my life. And that is how I originally decided to cope with it. And that's okay. Now that doesn't mean I stopped at emotional eating and I continued to emotionally eat. I recognized that I needed coping skills to deal with this loss. And I needed to give myself space to process the loss. So giving yourself space and time to process emotions instead of stuffing them down feeling that emotion in that moment, recognizing what it is and why you might feel that way, thinking about other things that you can do that would lift your vibration, make you feel better, kind of bring you out of that state, that emotional state. So we covered a lot about emotional eating and we began to understand what it really looks like and why we as humans engage in emotional eating. And now I am very excited to extend an invitation to you for my free three-day mini workshop that I'm hosting on emotional eating. If you feel like you are struggling with emotional eating and you would like to spend three days with me kind of exploring your emotional eating and really getting down to understanding it and walking away with some tools on how to work through your emotional eating and gain your power back, I would like to invite you to my free workshop. It's only three days and we begin next week on February 1st. So if you would like to join me, I would love to have you, get to know you, and really help you get through this because I'll tell you, it makes a huge difference when you understand your emotional eating, why you're eating, and have a toolbox of tools that you can use when you recognize that you are eating your emotions. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can join if you are interested. I look forward to hopefully meeting some of you within my workshop, and I will talk to you next week for episode number four. Take care!